Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. It's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got an opinion? You can call the show on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Sound off on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Live from the Brown O'Hare. Well, yeah, I think it's good for Oklahoma, too, if they make a bowl game. <laughs> uh, uh, Colin Cowher told him that one. I think it's good. It's, it's good for it, Oklahoma. Six wins? Heck yeah. <laughs> Six wins. Have a couple cocktails. <laughs> Arizona. Wisconsin fans are great. They like to drink. Oklahoma fans want to drink after this year. It's great. It's great marriage. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, uh I, man, you want to talk about being the um, <laughs> Oklahoma's defense isn't that bad, population one, and I'm the one person that keeps <laughs> saying that? <laughs> Not a good place to be. Uh, I totally understand that. But I, I still, man, I've seen this defense play good, and I have not forgotten about it. I still think they're capable of it. I don't think that we have to be doomed to horrible defense for the rest of this season because the um, the the TCU and Texas games were what they were. Uh, I know it wasn't great against Kansas State. I'm not trying to act like it was. But what we had against Kansas State, while still bad, was a far cry from what we saw against TCU and Texas. Yeah, it, it is a population of one right now. You're on that island alone. The good news for you, at least, as if you even care. I don't think you do. But um, I, I think that there's going to be a shift in judgment, potentially, by a lot of people. Like, I, I think this game is going to really shape everyone's opinions on what the last stretch run of the season is going to look like. If they play right. well defensively, then there's going to be as much optimism as there's been since this team left Lincoln, Nebraska, right? But if they go up there, play def- uh, play poorly defensively and lose again, then everyone's going to be saying to you next week. So, one way or the right. other, it's 
it's going to be on one side or the other, I feel like, how, how you feel about this stretch run, depending on this game. Well, yeah, I, I think that's true. And I don't know Which, if like, that's the me, right way to evaluate the last four games of the season after this, but that's kind of what, what it's going to be. Yeah. Which, let me say this. Just because I think that our defense can have a good day against Iowa State, that doesn't necessarily mean that I think they're going to have a great day against Baylor or West Virginia or Oklahoma State or Texas Tech. I just think that they're going to have a good day against Iowa State. You think like, they're going to have a good day right against there. the worst offensive team in the conference. <laughs> and even, yeah. even that statement is like, God, yes. Teddy, you're giving me anxiety. I know. I Everyone keeps saying it's like they're god-awful and pathetic and atrocious and they're going to give up, you know, 45 points to Iowa State. And I just don't think that's the case. I could be wrong. Maybe they do give up 45 to Iowa State. Um, but, uh, hey, I, I I'll know. tell you something. We'll, well, I think we'll perform better defensively than that. One area that really might help out their defense is if the big plays are taken away and they got to sustain drives and they actually have to have like a five and a half, six minute touchdown drives. Like this offense being really good and winning time of possession. Yeah, there, there's, a, there's an area, another area where you could be right on Saturday. Yeah, the, they most likely are not like. You don't think they're going to score 60 points against Iowa State, do you? No? Uh, I don't. Well, I get kind of hyped up on Fridays. Get back to me tomorrow. <laughs> right. So I think points are going to be harder to come by. The drives are going to be slower and, and take longer whenever you are moving the ball. So the amount of possessions, just if you just start off with that, the amount of possessions is going to be probably way lower than it was against Texas, TCU, and in the games where we feel like we've played horrible defense. So, I mean, right there, that helps you get more stops and not give up as many points. Uh, Population equals two, says the text line. I'm with Teddy. I think this defense is going to come out of the bye and play better defense. Yeah, play better. That's it. Just play better. Not play great. This isn't what, Richard Dent and Mike Singletary and the 85 Bears, right? I had to get the 85 Bears reference in today. have to. At least you mentioned some members of the 85 Bears. Most people don't even know who played on that team. I think Richard Dent was on that team. I'm pretty sure he was. Anyways, I'm just saying, we don't have to be an elite defense to play good against an offense that's been so far bad this year i mean that you know i I, i've watched their i've watched their film i think iowa state's offense is really vanilla i think like what they do is not necessarily what has given us problems as a team and as a defense other than the deep ball with xavier hutchinson that's been an issue but yes they don't throw it deep to Xavier Hutchinson. Well, I mean, they will, though. And I- I'm guessing that they are going to, like, once they've watched film of this OU defense, I'm, I'm going to guess they take some shots. Yeah. I'd be shocked if They'll they did. They'll take some shots, but and they will take some shots for sure. But it's that is not like, it's not their main area of focus. Um, it's just, it's a really vanilla offense. Like, you're going to get the same kind of things. Like they're, 
the running scheme is just really basic, just split zone, nothing real fancy. Your your pass game, you're going to get a lot of the same stuff. You're going to get three level. You're going to get some sprint pass. Uh, you're going to get like a lot of uh, like smash seven, China seven against any cloud uh, coverage, and we'll run. We run a lot of quarter quarter half, so we'll get some of that stuff. Um, they run a lot of of ninety eight, basically stolen from Oklahoma. We ran it a ton. It's an old Mike Leach concept. The crossers underneath with the dig in behind. That's their favorite third down. I mean, it's all. It's all right there. It's all the same stuff week after week. They're not, like, reinventing the wheel every week. It's it's really basic. I'm on the island with Teddy. I 100% think the defense can have a good game Saturday. They've had times of playing good defense. They are coming off the bye week and have time to make corrections. Yes, there have been times where they played good defense. Last, uh, last time they played is an example. And, God, man, it would be a great example – if they just wouldn't have let up that last touchdown right before the half against Kansas. They gave up two touchdown drives, and they really did play well for about a quarter and a half, and then they give up that easy touchdown drive to KU, or that one. I, I feel like people will re- remember that one a whole lot more, but that didn't happen. Well, no, did it. As this island is gaining in population, let me l- remind the listeners, I have the conk, Okay. <laughs> <sighs> it may be empty on Saturday. I don't know. Hopefully yeah. hopefully the island is at max capacity. Yeah, we're going to start killing each other. That's basically what I'm saying. It'll turn into Lord of the Flies after we give up 45 to Iowa State. <laughs> Guys, I hope they have a good defensive game this week, but I remember going against Kansas State, and Adrian Martinez had been horrible, and they had just come off a bad loss. We all know what happened. I won't ever feel confident in the defensive personnel we have this season. Good. He will not. Um, he or she will not be on the island. Uh, that's fine. Uh, you're justified in thinking that. I have no problem with it. I have no problem with you thinking that. Yeah, um, Adrian Martinez had not been good. They were coming off of a loss to Tulane, which Tulane has one of the best defenses in the country. Um, so that's part of the reason why he, he looked so bad. But, yeah, he had, he had a fantastic game against us. And I, I understand that anyone that, that feels that way, I get it. You have to see it with your own two eyes on the field that they play well before you ever expect that to happen. And that's great. I, unfortunately, um, don't really have that luxury. I have to look at it, watch the the opponent, see what they do on film, see what we've done on film, and then make a judgment call. And my judgment call is their offense isn't good. We're not as bad as we've performed the last um, mainly just the Texas and, and TCU game. And I think that that equals a, hey, a solid day on Half defense. of that is fact. I mean, half of that is not even an opinion. The facts say that Iowa State is not a good offense, and there's enough of a sample size to prove that that is accurate. This isn't the third or fourth game of the season or the opener in the conference, right? There's enough evidence yeah. to support what you're saying. You just need the second half to be true that this defense is not as bad as they've looked here recently. So if you can yeah. get that half of it, yeah, it'll be a, 
it'll be a pretty good take. Uh, three quick texts, and then I got a question here. Um, no okay. pass interference on the deep ball. Turn your head. Everyone said amen on that one. Uh, mm-hmm. I am with Teddy. I'm ready to be heard again. <laughs> and this one says, I think this will be Jalen Redmond's biggest game of his career. Okay. Well, my question is kind of off that. Now, we talked about their run game. Their offensive line just isn't as good as they've been in years past. And I haven't gone back and looked at the numbers on this. How many sacks have they given up this year? Because normally, when we're talking about an O-line that isn't the greatest running the ball, that normally means that they're not the best at protecting the passer either. It doesn't always mean that, but it kind of feels like either you're a good offensive line or a bad offensive line. I wonder if this is OU's best opportunity. It kind of feels like it to finally get multiple sacks in a game, which clearly would be huge. Uh, Sacks against Iowa State is number eight in the conference. 15 sacks against. Sacks by... Uh, they're number nine in the conference. Not a lot of sacks by either. So, so you um, can get to Hunter Upper that. Deckers is what the numbers say. Yeah, you, you can stop their run, and you can get to. I mean, you can do a lot of things defensively against those guys, judging by the numbers. Absolutely, and and you should. Uh, Matt Campbell did say earlier this week that they're as healthy as they've been all year long. I'm wondering if he's really talking about Jarrell Brock, their best running back. This guy is not yeah. Brees Hall. He is not David Montgomery. He's not anywhere really close to that. But he is their best running back, and they are a better football team when he's out on the field. So I wonder if right. that's what that means. No, that's that's definitely true. Um, he If he's back, I think that's going to be – that's definitely a big positive for them. Which, you know, I go back – I think the running game issues – and some of it is running back connected, but I think most of it, in my opinion, is offensive line connected and just overall inconsistency as an offense um, connected. So, I, yeah, I don't know. Here's the thing, man. We have not played TCU, Kansas, Texas, the teams that have scored a bunch of points on us. Those teams are all upper-tier offenses in this conference. All right? That's it. So we haven't played the Iowa States, the West Virginias, the, the teams that are ranked much further below on the offensive side just yet. Now, that doesn't mean, like I've said, doesn't mean that we're going to start pitching shutouts, not saying that. Just think that we're going to perform better than what people expect. And the expectation right now is to give up 40-plus to the worst offense in the conference. It sounds like a strong take, but your take is actually not saying a whole lot. You expect them to play better than uh, give up 40 points on Saturday. I'm saying wild. I'm saying we, we, like we hold them to their, their average. Iowa State is averaging uh, 22.9 oh, points a game this year. Holding the 23 points, okay. I'll take that right now, man. Are you kidding me? I'll be and happy with that. Here's the thing. In conference games, they're averaging 16.3 points per game. So that's all I'm saying is just I think we're going to hold them to about what their average has been in the 20s. Yeah. Right? That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I'm sure this is out there somewhere. Text line, uh, help me out if, you, if you've already seen it. When's the last time OU's had a matchup of two left-handed quarterbacks? Have you received that information? Two left-handed quarterbacks will be playing on Saturday. Hmm. 
I don't know. Well, it would have had to have been some time whenever, unless it was earlier this year. I don't have we faced a left-handed quarterback this think, year. I don't think UTEP. No, Kent State. No, Nebraska. You might as well have played left-handed that day. Uh, Kansas State. No, no. I don't think you have. Well, if we haven't faced a left-handed quarterback this year, at the earliest, it would have to be in 2000, right? Well, yeah, you had, we had a, a different left-handed quarterback, Kendall Thompson, but he only played in like that Bedlam game. And he never started a game while at OU, so yeah, I don't remember if they faced. I don't feel like they did in 2000. Maybe they did, and I'm not remembering, but it may have been back in '99. Was was Apple White left-handed? Uh, Chrissy Sims was left-handed. Sims was? Yeah. But Apple White was. Yeah, I think Apple White was right-handed. Chrissy Sims was definitely left-handed. So, Apple, did Apple White start the game in 2000? He did, right? Yes, yes, he did. And uh, Heupel and Chrissy Sims never started in the same because uh, he, he started the 01 game right. and obviously Heupel was gone. Right. I don't know. I can't think of any, unless it's you know just a, just like a, a Crouch wasn't. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like, no, you guys don't remember Sims being left-handed. Well, yeah, but that's like, OU didn't play a left-handed quarter. Like I'm talking about two starting quarterbacks in the game that were both left-handed. OU didn't have right. a left-handed quarterback in 2001. Or 2002 when he started against OU. Yeah, or any other time between 2000 to Dylan Gabriel's first start. Maybe it's never happened. I'm going to guess at some point it's happened, but I don't know for sure. That'd be a pretty cool little uh, a little uh, nugget for this game, though. When's the last time that's happened? Sure. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number two rolls on. Hanging out at Pryor's Pizza Kitchen in Goldsby. This is the place to come watch football. Excellent pizza, coal-fired pizza kitchen, only one in the state, full-service bar, TVs everywhere, awesome stuff to do outdoor, pickleball, cornhole, ping-pong. they got fire pits, TVs outside, place is awesome. you got to come check us out right here in Goldsby. Stay tuned. The Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you this hour of the rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Interact with the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. OU currently listed as a one-and-a-half-point favorite over Iowa State on scoresandodds.com, which is very relevant because here's a nice little gambling nugget for all of you out there thinking about taking uh, one of the sides here in this game. Under Matt Campbell... Iowa State has been involved in 20 games in which the spread was uh, within three and a half on either side. So under Matt Campbell, there's been 20 games with Iowa State where they've been between a three and a half point dog and a three and a half point favorite. Those are called close spread games. And in those 20 games, straight up, Iowa State is five and 15 in those 20 games. Only one coach 
has had a worse winning percentage in close spread games. That's Cliff Kingsbury at Texas Tech. He was 1-9. Hmm. So when the spread is one of those where eh, it could be a coin flip one way or the other, Iowa State's 5-15. and 15. That, that surprised me a little bit. Maybe it shouldn't, but it did. Wow. Yeah. That is surprising. But, you know, part of that is, like, when did he take over at Iowa State? Was it 16 it or him, 17? Yeah, it took him a while to get going, for sure. It took them a while to get going. And, like, even once they like, – they were good – for a while before they started winning games, you know, like, let's see, he started in 16, they were 3-9, and nine. I guess it really didn't, and then the next year they were 8-5, and 8-5, and 7-6, and six. jeez. They won eight He's games never had in 2017? No, I thought it took him a year after that to get it going. Okay, good for him. They were 8-5, and five, um, but they were just 5-4 and four in conference. He's still never had a 10-win season there. 9-3 and three in 2020 was their best I think they only season. have like two, in is it, is, they only have like two 10-win seasons in program history. I think it's the stats. They don't have very many, which I know surprises no one, but right. even Matt Campbell hasn't been able to do it. Uh, by the way, like Iowa State's been bad in those close spread games. Oklahoma State with Mike Gundy here recently has been awesome. Uh, in the yeah. same like little um, – Little uh, gap there. Uh, three and a half point favorite at three and a half point dog since 2016. OSU was 14 and three in those games, and they're 13 and two on the road since 2010 uh, in situations like that. Uh, most of Campbell's have probably been uh, tight spreads against Iowa, and they haven't won one of those until this year. <laughs> Accurate. First time they beat uh, Iowa was this season. And we joked about the score. And it ended up being the right score, wasn't it? Like ten seven or something like that. I think was the ten final. to seven was they. They lost to uh, <laughs> Kansas State what ten to nine this year, and I think they beat uh, Iowa yeah. ten to seven. I think Iowa scored a touchdown early in that game, and then of course didn't score again for the remainder. Yeah, and haven't says. scored a touchdown since. Uh, so, yeah. I yeah, which by the way, did you see Kirk Ferentz's response the other day? Yeah, he had to apologize to, for it. Oh my gosh. That's about it's bad up like there, man. Whenever, whenever things are going bad, and then you say something like that, that's a good way. It's that's the beginning of the end, or maybe the beginning of the end has already started, but the end is near. Like to say something like that about a journalist, whether it's true or not. I mean, I'm not like you should never say anything like that from a guy in his position, right? You. You got to have uh, respect for other people. Like that is the wrong group of people to say that about, <laughs> right? Oh yeah. Because here come all the articles, man, and rightfully so. That was bad. Yeah. Um. I I keep going back and forth on this OSU Kansas State game, and I don't I don't know who I'm going to pick uh, Thursday. It would help if I knew if Adrian Martinez was going to play or not. Yeah. So maybe I'll just listen to Mike Gundy and assume that he plays. Um. <sighs> <laughs> you have you have any feel at all in this game? Climb is yeah. 0-3 against Oklahoma State, by the way, which I found interesting. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah, I have a feeling about the football game. My feeling is that 
Kansas State wins it. By how much? Close one? Blow them out? Oh, yeah, it's going to be. No, 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 no. It's going to be close. It's going to be really close. Um, Here's the thing. If Oklahoma State, and they were at home, if Oklahoma State makes the mistakes that they made against Texas, against Kansas State, they get pounded. If you play Kansas State and get a punt blocked, see ya, and muff a punt, over, and throw an interception going into the end zone, you're not going to win that. Which, game Which, by the way, can, can we just visit that statement for a quick second? It's been true for about twenty yeah. years now, but it's still wild to say. Well, if you make those same mistakes you made against Texas, you won the game against them. But if you do it against Kansas State, right. you might get run out of the stadium. It's been true for twenty years, but it's still wild to say. Yeah, you can beat a crappy program with a losing culture like Texas doing that, but you can't beat Kansas State. But you know what I'm saying? Like that to me is that's why I favor Kansas State. Now, does Oklahoma State is it like a must that they make those mistakes in Manhattan? No, but I think that Kansas State is a team that can take advantage of them. Now, here's the thing. If Martinez doesn't play and Deuce Vaughn is still banged up and King Felix is not 100% and Green, the inside backer, is still banged up, like if all those guys for Kansas State are out, well then what are we talking about, right? They, like if they're not at full strength, they're not going to be able to beat Oklahoma State. You know, if Oklahoma State goes up there and plays a, a clean football game. So we just I, I think health is – is the key factor. But if you could tell me that everyone was healthy, and I know that's not the case, but I would, I think I would pick Kansas State. Yeah. But here's the thing. I think it's going to be a really tight game, and Oklahoma State, they, they're resilient, man. That's a, that's a tough group. They fight. Um, yeah, I'm, I, mean, I don't – that's just my feeling on it. would not shock me at all if Oklahoma State goes up there. Did all those guys all. from K-State, King Felix and Deuce Vaughn, did they get hurt against TCU last week? Because yeah. they're not just uh, able to injure opposing teams' quarterbacks; they're able to injure the best players on the opposing team. It is, I, it, know. I mean, it, we it, got it is slaughtered. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, you just got killed in that game. Yep. Yep. They went through two quarterbacks. Um, well, they. I don't know who was injured worse: uh, Will Howard, Adrian Martinez, or. Uh, the third stringer whose soul got ripped from his chest when he went in and was 0 for 1 with an interception. Like, that was not – that may have been the the, mo- the biggest injury of the day. He may never recover from that one. But, yeah, they – uh, TCU's defense is way better than they get credit for. Yeah. Like, I don't care what the statistics say. They, they are a, a tough physical group. They make it hard on you. They knock your quarterback out of the game. And um, – their two inside backers are tough as nails. To uh, to briefly hit on some of these national games, there is a huge spread in Happy Valley this weekend. Um, and yeah. I understand it because Michigan is still running all over Penn State. They rushed for over 400 yards when they played a couple weeks ago. But this sure. is – it's an interesting game, 15.5 point spread. But this is the first team with the pulse that Ohio State has played this year. 
So, do I think the Buckeyes roll um, at Penn State on Saturday? Yeah, probably, but this is the first decent team the Buckeyes have played this year, game eight of the year. I'm interested to see maybe finally what that defense really looks like. I know that offense is going to score, though. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I take Ohio State. I think they're just – I think they're just that good. I I don't trust Penn State. I don't trust Franklin. Now, being at home obviously gives them a bit of an edge, but I'm sorry. I've seen nothing from Penn State that would lead me to believe that they're, they've got a shot against Ohio State. Now, do they cover – what is it? Is it 15 and a half, 15 14 and a half? 15 and a half. Do they cover the 15 and a half? Like – Maybe with a touchdown late or something, but if you uh, if I had to bet that game, I'm taking Ohio State. I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, I am wondering if this is a really tough spot for Tennessee on Saturday with that Georgia game coming up, but their offense is just too good, man, and it just doesn't slow down. The, the best wide receiver in the SEC may be hurt, and Jalen Hyatt has stepped up and had like – like eight touchdowns in the last two games, something crazy like that. I just don't see Kentucky slowing down Tennessee's offense. Tennessee at home, the crowd will be crazy on Saturday night. I think the Vols, they'll, they'll figure out a way to win that game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think Tennessee wins, but I feel like I feel like they're in a, in a special run like this. There's going to be games where you just have to find a way to win. And as good as Kentucky's defense is, um, you know, you've got a, an experienced quarterback in Levis. I think it's going to be one of those games where Tennessee, it's ugly and their offense doesn't click, but they find a way to get it done. But I, I would, if I was a, a betting man, I would be taking Kentucky in this spot. Yeah, one more, and I just hate the Pac-12 so much because USC was off last week. It's like, all right, well, they lost their first game by week. Maybe um, this was the first sign of adversity for USC. They're not going to handle it well, and they're about to lose a game on the road. Uh, never mind, they play Arizona. Arizona stinks. <laughs> Forget about it. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, Arizona is – have they won a game this year? No, they're 3-4, and four, sure which feels have. like the most wins they've had in about huh. six years out there. Uh, their three wins have like, – Colorado, they beat Colorado. Uh, they beat North Dakota State by a field goal, and they beat San Diego State on the road week one. Not nice. much to show for it other than that. Got killed by Oregon. Dominated by Cal, who Cal's not very good, and Washington beat him by ten. Yeah, they're they're gonna get they're gonna get absolutely trounced by uh by Southern Cal. Ref Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, we call this segment What Caught Teddy's Eye. Let's get to it. Story number one is. Oh man, you know what's tough? It's tough when everyone's trying to fire you. Um you're kind of left for dead as a head coach and then uh whenever it comes to recruiting 
you uh, are giving your recruits an ultimatum on the redshirt situation. Do you see this deal with Brian Harson? Well, no, I, I knew that you were talking about him <laughs> before you said that last uh, bit of information. Like, I think he's talking about Brian Harson at Auburn. No, I, I actually had not seen this. Tell me more. According to this is about like I guess maybe not so much the uh, recruits. It's more of the transfer portal stuff. Um, according to reports and rumors from around um, Auburn, he has told his players that they cannot redshirt unless it is for medical reasons, and if they want to redshirt, then they can enter the transfer portal. Dang. Um, and I guess he addressed the reports yesterday um, and just kind of said that he doesn't know what, what people are talking about, but I guess some of the players have been saying that. And he's lost uh, 31 scholarship players to the transfer portal since he took over the program. Um that's a lot. He knows he needs so, all hands on deck if he's going to find a way to salvage, I, which I don't even know if he can salvage this year, the way that it's going for Auburn. Same way we all expect. Yeah. What What do you think happens there? Like not to get to go down the Auburn. He gets fired at the end of the year. Reason, but, yeah, he's going to get fired. Okay. No, I agree with that, but who do you think is one of their top candidates for so that job? So I keep hearing the name, and it's probably just a lazy name. I, I, I don't know. But Hugh Freeze is the name that keeps being thrown out. Honestly, that's the name that's thrown out the most is Hugh Freeze. Wasn't his name thrown out there yes. previously yes. before they settled in Harson, yes. but he re-upped his deal with Liberty? Yeah, and it's like, well, can an SEC team – like, I, uh, why, why, why can't you hire Hugh Freeze? At the, like, why, why, Auburn, of all people, is going to be worried now about hiring Hugh Freeze. If you want to hire him, that's fine. Just go out there and do it. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It seems like a weird deal for him. The whole – tenure has been bad it was not liked when they brought him in it was like he was the fifth or sixth guy on the list and they've basically been trying to fire him since the uh since the whole thing started so accurate pretty wild all right uh that's all i got uh okay let's start with this one now it's one of our favorites audio clips that we currently have and it's from shane beamer uh about a month ago where he said um, I'll, I'll just play it for you. <laughs> Hell no. Come on, Phil. So he said that after the Georgia loss. And now that South Carolina is inside the top 25, ooh, Shane Beamer hasn't forgotten about that question.
Ah, taking a victory lap now yeah. after four consecutive wins. What do you think about that, Phil? Huh? What you, what's Phil saying now? I love the emphasis <laughs> he puts on the back end of words when he's really upset. Uh, hell no, Phil. What kind of question is that? I got a bunch of <laughs> fighters in that room. He's it's great. not Phil, it's Feel. Feel. Right, F-E-E-E-E-E-L is how uh, <laughs> we pronounce feel. Ella. Ella. Uh, and here's the thing. They're 5-2. and two. All right. They've got Missouri. They can win. Vandy, they can win. Florida, they can win. They can win their next three games. Now, they end with Tennessee and Clemson, and those two are going to be tough, but got a chance to get to uh what eight wins in their next three games and then have an opportunity you get a you get a twofer you get two shots at knocking off a top five team at the end of the season in back-to-back weeks that's pretty good now both those teams are going to be really tough obviously i think your better shots clemson frankly yeah could be uh ou baseball released their 2023 schedule they have a home series against tcu they got one against stanford Texas Tech will be uh, in town in mid-April. Oklahoma State, final regular season game of the year. But check this out. In May, they have a road trip that consists of, I mean, at Dallas Baptist on May 2nd. Okay, that's not too bad of a trip. Oh, God. But We're going to get killed in that game. We may not lose a game this entire season, but we will get beat by Dallas Baptist. That's a guarantee. So they go to Dallas Baptist, and then three days later, they start a three-game road trip at West Virginia. And then five days mm-hmm. after that series, they play at Gonzaga on a three-game series. So in a wow. matter of a week, OU's going to travel from the East Coast, playing in Morgantown, West Virginia, all the way out to the state of Washington to play, the, uh, to play Gonzaga on the road. How's Gonzaga's uh, baseball team? You know what? They I think they beat – it was last year or the year before. They swept Oklahoma State in Stillwater. I feel like they were – a decently high seed? I, I think they're better than you think. They're, they're not bad, or at least they haven't been recently. Yeah. What is uh, – what, where's, where's the Stanford series? Is that at home? Yeah, Stanford's at home. That's cool. That'll be nice, hosting a, a World Series team from last year. That's, that, that'll be cool. I'm excited about this, base, this baseball season coming up. No, yeah, I mean, it, they've got as much momentum um, as they've had in a, in a long time, man, so – Hopefully they get off to a really good they start. start when did they start on that new facility? Has that started yet? They broke ground on that yet? Uh, I don't think they broke ground on that. Yeah. I don't it's think a ways they... out, I'm guessing. Dude, there's going to be some construction going on up at OU in the coming years. Good, man. Baseball facility, softball stadium, all the stuff going on with the, the football stadium and the standalone football facility. There's a, there's a lot going on. And I don't know. I did they have have we seen the exact spot where they're going to put the standalone football facility? Because I think it might be where the track is. So we may be building a new track. That's facility what I, too. that's that was that was the rumor uh, a little over a month ago. Is where that yeah. track is is where and honestly, like that would be the perfect spot for it. Just the proximity to the stadium yeah. there. I mean, that's that's the perfect spot. I don't I don't know no if that's doubt. been confirmed. Maybe it has. But I, I feel like that was kind of the rumor, the hot rumor, the scuttlebutt, is that's where it was going to be. Yeah. Well, they need more. Like, we don't even have a full 100-yard grass practice field. 
and they need that. I was talking to someone the other day about Ohio State. Ohio State has like eight grass practice fields. They have fescue practice fields, zoysia, bermuda, all of the different grasses that they might play on in the year. They have all of those different practice Les fields. Les Miles to play just on. passed out hearing that. Oh my God, that's his dream. <laughs> It's like a buffet for him out out in Columbus. It's great, even for more from the rush coming up. We will wrap up hour number two here from Pryor's Pizza Kitchen next. Have off-field issues, affairs. They should not consider Hugh Freeze. This one says, is Auburn a not-give-a-blank-enough program to hire Art Bryles? Well, if it was anyone, I do feel like it would be Auburn, but I don't even think Auburn would go that route at this point. Yeah, I, I, you're not going to go back-to-back massive buyouts to make a hire like that. I think Art Bryles is so far off the map as far as being a hot name and, like, forget anything. Like, just just talk about, like, whose name is coming up. Like, forget any of the controversy stuff. Like, he's just, he's just been off the, off the map for so long. I don't think there's any way. Um, I would think about, like, Maybe some of those those non power fives, and I know those some of those schools, like Auburn, may be one that would turn their nose up, especially after having Harson, you know, from a non power five. Maybe they don't go that route again. But I mean, there's some good coaches out there. Some of those those schools. But, I uh, I'm surprised yeah, this name isn't being thrown out more. No, I don't think he would leave his current job to take the Auburn job. But I got to think Dan Lanning stock's pretty high. At this given second, but I don't think he'd leave Oregon um, to go to Auburn. Like I said, now there's been a ton of talk about Kenny Dillingham, his offensive coordinator. Um, you know, Kenny Dillingham's done some good stuff. He's from Arizona. Uh, he was at Florida State for a little bit, but I mean, his name's starting to get thrown around for for some head coaching jobs. So. And his resume uh, his looks was, awesome right now because as an yeah. offensive coordinator, it's what have you done with quarterback play? Well, he's turned Bo Nix into maybe a Heisman candidate when that looked, I mean, ridiculous three years prior, you know? So that looks pretty yeah. good for him that Bo Nix yep. is having this kind of year. Oh, man. Yeah, Bo Nix has been he's been excellent. So <laughs> I met Kenny Dillingham. I, have I told you this before? I think I've told you this story. I, don't, I'm not, I'm I know, sure. I know his sister. Um, I met him whenever he was like, he was still. I think he was like a high school assistant coach uh, at the time, and now he's made his way all the way up. Pretty impressive. All right, quick timeout. We got the final hour.